Hey folks, hope you're having an excellent day. This podcast is all about how I at least define leadership. And the best part is it ties to one of my very favorite foods in the whole world, which is burgers. Somehow these two tie together. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you take something that will add an incredible amount of value to you on your leadership journey. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. First of all, let's talk about my favorite food group, I would say, because it's a bunch of food grouped together in amazing bliss, and that is hamburgers. I have eaten hamburgers everywhere I go. I remember at one point I realized I could afford steak sandwiches and other meals. I still go to hamburgers. I absolutely love them. I've eaten hamburgers all everywhere I go, pretty much. And my favorite burger joint was a burger chain that was in my hometown. It was, there was, there was actually restaurants all over uh, Western Canada, amazing burgers. When I was in college, I remember going after volleyball with my team, we'd go out and eat the burgers, bottomless pot, bottomless fries, and we would absolutely eat and eat and eat and then recover and then play our next volleyball game back. uh, I, I think we knew at that point that wasn't the most nutritious decisions, but we loved uh, burgers and the joint was hopping. When you'd go in, there'd be people everywhere. The servers are having a blast. Then, you know, a few years later, all the joints, all those burger joints were gone in my city. And then a couple of years later, they were all gone in the next closest city. Cause whenever I went to that city, I would go to it and have a burger. Uh, and then it was about six or seven years after that. I finally found another one and I was so excited to go eat my favorite burger which I think it was called the bourbon burger anyways I would I went to have it and it did not taste as good as it did when I was a teenager I thought a lot about it uh and and what I had kind of noticed was the recipe hadn't changed at all zero the burgers were all exactly the same as they were when I was a teenager and in my uh, young adult years. The burgers were exactly the same. They hadn't lightened at all. The bread hadn't changed. The patties were the same. Everything was exactly the same. When I looked around, I was kind of observing this because I was like, there's something off here. There's something different. And I looked around and uh, the restaurants near this one were very classic as well. They were all pretty traditional franchises that had kind of gone away. And I started to kind of ask myself, well, well, what is it? Like, why is this burger joint gone? And it, it kind of hurt, hurt my uh, burger love because I, I absolutely missed it. But then when I ate it, it just wasn't as good. So what I noticed was that it hadn't changed in 20 years or maybe 15 years at this point, the burger joint had never changed. The menu was exactly the same. It was printed in the same way. It looked exactly the same. Nothing had changed. 
Meanwhile, at the same time, if you were to look at something like the Apple logo, it had probably gone through 20 iterations, but it's the same thing. It's an Apple, but it looks different and different and different and different. Every time it looks different, it kind of looks a little bit, a little less comfortable, but then you settle in because it's the future and it just keeps changing. You look at other things that have changed over that time. Uh, uh, a big, some of the biggest franchises in the world, their menus have changed. The, their fries have changed. Their, their, how they pack stuff has changed. Even the, the signs have changed. They're all the same brands you would know if you were to say them all out loud. They're all the same, but they've, they've evolved over the past several years. This broke my heart because I absolutely love the franchise. And this was the franchise also that I took my wife on our first date on. So I just kind of, I soaked on that for a while, uh, like I do with everything. And I was just kind of thinking, like, what is it in this world that doesn't change, that survives? And I couldn't come up with a single thing. Maybe like a, a groundbreaking invention. It won't change much, but it does seem to evolve over time. Everything I could think of. Flashlights have changed, batteries have changed, light bulbs have changed, every single thing. I can guarantee that when they were changed, whoever came up with the new idea got uh, scolded a little bit by the traditionalists, probably had a little hard way to enter into the market. First five years were rough, but then eventually it works its way into the market and the other stuff goes obsolete. The best example of this by a long shot for me was a lot of the movie stores. There's a real famous franchise, and I'm trying not to say all the names of these organizations, but there was a real famous movie franchise that had an opportunity to switch into the streaming business, but they're like, but people want to go and get their movies. 20 or 10 years later, do you think they're right? Not one bit. The world changes. And we, as humans, hold on to what we know today to be successful. Now, this week, I ended up having a lunch with somebody who I have a lot of respect for. I've learned a lot. Uh, this person gave me a lot of good feedback as well. And I was talking and I said, you know, does, is the person that you're working with, are they leading? And then I asked a simple question. How many new things have you launched this year? And this person said three. I was like, good for you. That's awesome. How many new things has your leader led? That like something that's scary, something that really steps out other than best practices. Uh, this person thought a little while and said, none, nothing. So in the last several years, nothing new has rolled out. But you can run these amazing best practices. You could get in front of the in front of groups and say, you know, we do this, we do that, and they're all the best practices, but you're not leading your organization. You have to ask yourself the question, are you a leader or are you going to be a manager? There's a huge difference between the two. Somebody that everyone talks about really easily uses an example as an incredible entrepreneur is Elon Musk. That person leads he takes risks 
and he achieves things that nobody else has ever achieved before him. That's a leader. Other people are excellent at managing. They will run the very best operation. But here's the thing. It's just like that burger joint. If you don't change, no matter how uncomfortable it is, if you refuse to, or those movie friend or those uh, DVD franchises, um, all of those, if you don't change on a regular basis and step out into discomfort, in the end, your whole organization will be in discomfort because you will be behind trying to catch up. So as a leader, I just want to challenge you to take those steps. And here's the thing, when the, with, with the people that I've worked with in, in my time as a consultant or the people I've been able to help, almost all of them, when you start to get into it, they know, they know what they have to do. They're just too afraid to do it. And they just need somebody to come alongside them and encourage them to take that bold step and be called all sorts of names by everyone in the industry following best practices. But eventually, if they know what's what they need to do, they've done their homework on it, it will work. They'll find their way. They'll bump along, get disregarded by the whole industry, but then you come out the other end ahead. This is your job if you're a leader. You want to define the difference between being a leader and a manager. A leader is somebody who is willing to lead into a place of discomfort for the best, for the betterment of their organization or their community, whoever they're working with. That's a leader. A manager will follow best practices, but best practices. Now, I am not saying don't be, don't deal with your risks. You always got to mitigate your risks and you've got to determine what line you have to make sure you're always over as an operation. But a lot of these things aren't risky. They're just taking a step into some discomfort for the good of your organization. So as the leader, you need to realize that your job is to go into a point of discomfort so that in the long run, your organization will constantly be comfortable. Do you understand that? It's the opposite of what you think. The thing that happened to me, the more I did it, the more I liked it, the more I was comfortable of stepping out and trying new things, no matter how scary it was. And I have never looked back with any regret and nor will you if you try it. So take up the challenge. If you've got one thing that you know you need to try, I just want to challenge you to try it. You will not regret it. Even if it doesn't work, you'll learn a lot and you'll come up with the next idea even better until you finally get something that really sticks and really changes your life and your organization. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.